these students are coming in with so many ideas, so many great aspirations. But when you when you get there and you realize you have 12 months to do what you want to do, you have to really hone in on what you truly want to get behind. I, I do agree with Nick that um, you know you, you they come in and, and then realize that they can't change everything in 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 you know 12 months or less. Um, but I think it's important about leaving that legacy. Welcome to Ycast. We are wide lead. And this is the road to the Australian Student Leadership Conference. On this week's episode, our CEO Bell holds a discussion with an educator and student from Canterbury College in a discussion about legacy, setting expectations, and what you can really expect to achieve in just one year. ASLC registrations are still open at widelead.com.au. Today I'm joined by Nick Murphy, who's the current college captain at Canterbury College, and also with Greg Wacker, who is the head of the Canterbury Centre for Entrepreneurship and Leadership. Thank you so much for joining me. You're an educator, you're running a a leadership centre. Every day is hectic and crazy, so grateful for your time. Nice, thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Greg, if you'd like to do an introduction first. Yeah, sure. Uh, So yeah, as Linda mentioned, uh, Greg Wacker, I'm the current head of the Centre for Entrepreneurship and Leadership at Canterbury College. Had about 20 plus years uh, in education. Uh, didn't start off thinking that this would be the journey that I would have, but that's how it's turned out. And I also would love to know why you're so passionate about leadership or youth. Um, the majority of that time has been spent running boarding houses. So, uh, and 15 years of that period of time also running uh, Air Force Cadets um, at my previous school. And those two things joined together is where I found that passion for um, student leadership. Uh, the student leadership was very important in the boarding house, making sure that having that presence of the students in boarding. And obviously through the leadership that I was doing, training and um, experiences I was gaining with the Air Force cadets and the, and the students that were doing that at the time, that's where I sort of got the passion for, I suppose. And I can see it has great benefit for the students um, in, in giving a, a presence and also allowing them to make a difference and leaving a legacy. Yeah, you do it so well. And I think this whole, the whole concept behind mm-hmm. what you've created there at Canterbury as well is really advocating for innovation and for creativity and allowing young people just these opportunities to see how much of a great change they can make when they have those skills and someone backing them like you. It's, it's not often that uh, in, your, in a leadership journey that people take um, that you get the experience of actually having leadership training most, you know, through most of my uh, educational journey in, in the leadership space, you know, most stuff's been sucked up through osmosis or, you know, you make a mistake and you think, well, I know I'm going to learn from that one. Um, it's not often in actual fact, the first real leadership training I had was when I uh, joined the air force in a reserve capacity and they did leadership training. And that was the first actual leadership training I'd done yet. I'd done, taking part in leadership training through the the student experiences but not in my own experience so um that was that was unique for me um but seeing that giving them those opportunities i don't think it's something that for students they can necessarily have those experiences and particularly in such a short frame of time um to to give them the insight uh so they understand what the vision is and um give them the experiences that they need to to move forward I think is important and that's where you know using an organization like wildly has been valuable in, in allowing them to do that and just have those tastes which then you can then build on yeah yeah and I, I love that you're referring to your journey of leadership as a journey and so that's going to be my segue over to you nick to introduce yourself yeah. you're in the middle of your final exams at the moment yeah yeah nearly there how are you going 
Good. Yeah, fairly happy so far, but uh, one to go. So One to go. Yeah, stay strong till then. Your leadership journey this year, how would you describe it in three words? Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, so I'm Nick. I'm now the past school captain. We just had our handovers, so uh, <laughs> complete tenure there. Um, I, I thought about this, and I think the most appropriate is, is making the uncomfortable comfortable. And I think that's really important for both you as a person and and the people that you're around and building relationships. And you have to go through that phase of, of being uncomfortable. The only way to get good at something is to be bad at something. All right. So you have to you have to kind of wait that out. You have to persevere through that stage and then you can get to the to the comfortable bit. Yeah. Good one. Speaking of uncomfortable things, I think Greg, you referred to it before with all those leadership learnings and lessons that they're forever, I think. Leadership is a forever learning game. Mm-hmm. Is there been anything that you've learned about leadership over the last sort of month or term that you'd like to share with us? No, I, I was from a uh, pastoral care behaviour management uh, background before I took on the, the, the centre I'm currently with. So it's always good to take a bit of a step back and just sort of reflect and have a look and um, see how things are going. And, and it's given me an opportunity, I suppose, to reflect on my own leadership and, and um uh, from where I've come to where I am now. And also with regards to the students, it's we've just obviously taken all the new student cohort, uh, the stu- new student leaders, and it's always interesting to see them come in with such enthusiasm and, and energy and ideas, and it's just making sure that um, that momentum is maintained with them, that uh, they understand that they do have a role to play and, and keeping that going. And it's, it's making sure that they know that they're appreciated and they have that open communication is, is really important. So those those two things, the communication also just occasionally just stepping back and having a look and seeing how things are going or how things went, taking that on board is important, yeah. Is there any kind of questions or any way that you um, do that reflection? Um, I suppose I'm lucky that, that you know, that, that there were people that I worked with in my previous role, so it's sort of asking them about how I performed and, and what I did and um, any, any feedback in relation to that it's 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 being comfortable with the people that you're working with that you can actually go to them and ask them for for feedback and they know that it's it's genuine and authentic that you're asking for that um it's not something that's randomly come up so it's you know if you continually do it it doesn't seem out of place i'm sure if you if you hadn't done it then suddenly you go up to you and say can you tell me how i'm going they think well that's pretty random but also not waiting until you have to do a you know a 360 degree survey or a leadership survey or something like that but when it does come up, being able to take that on board and not take it as a, a personal criticism. You know, there's no such thing as constructive criticism. It's either a criticism or it's feedback. I mean, criticism is anything that makes you feel defensive. So putting it in such a way that you don't feel like you've been criticised, that it's, it's feedback and you're open to that. And I think if you're open to that, staff will be and students will be more op, um, opportunistic in coming to you and telling you what's, what's wrong or, hey, look, you did this, it didn't work out too well. And you take that on board and can move forward. I love the part that you said, well, then we can move forward because um, we we say that it's about feed forward, we call it, because mm. that, you know, someone taking time out to actually provide you with constructive thoughts on maybe something you're doing well, but also something that they can see improvement on is going to allow you to be a better leader tomorrow than you are today. So any lessons for you recently, Nick, as you've just handed over your your badge? Yeah, so that was probably the, big, the biggest thing. And What's come out of it, I kind of feel this responsibility that I didn't know I would have to kind of pass on any knowledge that I have. And I kind of take take pride in the fact knowing that I can I can give my little bit to them to help them move forward. 
And I think that's really important. And the fact that even after handing over leadership, you don't you don't feel different, right? You still have this this kind of mentality that you're a leader and that you can create change if you want. And it's it really enlightens you to the fact that you don't you don't have to have that position. You can keep that mentality afterwards, but you can also build it beforehand beforehand, and you don't have to have to have gone through that to have that those ideas and those ideologies. I am nodding my head here because I agree. And it, I love hearing you talk about that sense of responsibility. I feel as leaders, we all feel that at different points of our journey. And are there any skills that you think, you know, in, in these student leaders that you see coming in or the ones that you've been working with that you feel are lacking? For me, it's important that, you know, I ask that question so that we're making sure that we provide the right sorts of support and resources for young people to be able to develop in those areas. I think it's slightly more of a, a pessimistic answer, but almost a little bit of practicality. Like these, these students are coming in with so many ideas, so many great aspirations. But when you when you get there and you realize you have 12 months to do what you want to do, you have to really hone in on what you truly want to get behind, the initiatives you actually want happening. And I think it's important that people come in with a with a sense of of limited time so that they can they can focus on what they want to focus on. Yeah, that's great advice. Greg, what about for you? Is there anything that you've witnessed, particularly coming from pastoral care now in, in a leadership capacity? Is there something that you believe, um, you know, we need to work more with young people on at the moment? Yeah, um, I, I do agree with Nick that, um, you know, you, you, they come in and, and then realise that they can't change everything in, in, in you know, 12 months or less. Um, but I think it's important about leaving that legacy. So although I, I haven't finished the project, the legacy is still there for someone else to pick up and, and continue with. Um, I mean, it, we're looking at Canterbury at the moment with regards to a, a functional framework for leadership uh, from year four to year 12. And I think experience is that aspect that, that they're lacking, that sometimes it's nothing, 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 and you might have some outdoor red, and then suddenly year 11, you sort of start talking about it, and then year 12 comes in, and they're sort of learning on the fly a little bit. And by the end of year 12, or end of their leadership time in year 12, it's looking really good, but your time's over. Um, so it's, it's trying to give them a bit more exposure to that leadership and throughout the red and other experiences, we're going to, we're going to work on that. Um, I think the, the, key, the key one is, is about vision, is um, giving them the exposure and understanding of what that, that vision means and that living that vision throughout their time is really important to, uh, for their presence uh, during that time. So having that vision and the presence that goes with that is really important. So developing those three things, the experience, the vision and the presence is important for me. Great answer. Great answer. Nick, I'm going to roll to you. When you think back to your time at ASLC, are there a couple of you know, things that you picked up there, skills um, or tools or just memories that you'd like to share that you really thought were valuable for you in your journey? Going into an environment where that's so supportive and everybody's going through similar things, similar worries, similar concerns, similar aspirations, right? So getting to an environment where you can talk about those and you can develop those and kind of take your own time with it and, and learn from others, I think that was really important and really crucial to kind of the success, some of the successes we had throughout the year. And also ASLC from the outset, it's kind of, it's a very high energy, high, like octane event. Um, and, and that's rewarded and that's great for people who want to develop those. But also behind the scenes, you get get the, those opportunities to 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 develop other skills, uh, 
like like critical like analysis things like that um those more personal relationships as well as the the getting up in front of a crowd that i think are all very valuable to to leaders great share and um it's so true isn't it it's like you can be in that environment that is so high energy and it reminds you how influential you are as a leader about creating culture and energy but then there are all those things that you're doing behind the scenes Greg, you have been investing in ASLC for a very long time and um, while he's very grateful for your continued support, we, um, you know, have done some incredible things together with with leaders and young people over the years. Why is it that you keep sending to ASLC? Along similar lines to what Nick was saying, it's, it's making those connections um, and through those connections, normalising the experience for them and the affirmation that comes with that. So knowing that they're not alone, that there's other students who feel exactly the same way they do they're all sort of starting off that that leadership journey will be at slightly different times in, and in different areas and around southeast queensland it's, it's just that the, making the connections and leading them to start thinking like student leaders uh, so creating those visions talking to other students about what their problems are at their school and, and you know they sort of all work out they've all got the same sort of problems and they, they all want the same sort of thing at the end of the day but it's how they're doing that that's, that might be a bit different. So it's getting those ideas, making those connections and not feeling so isolated in some cases. Yeah, it's it's a big thing. I think I definitely personally over the last couple of years have felt that isolation of leadership, having to lead through the pandemic. So, um, yeah, knowing that that you're not alone and there are other people going through it at the same time is, is invaluable. Uh, Greg, you sort of alluded to this earlier, that momentum that's carried on. You know, how do you carry on the momentum from when students return from conference and, and head back to school? Yeah, so uh, this year we, with the centre starting up this year, we ran uh, Maximising the Badge with with Y League, which was a great experience. And we did some feedback from that and we got some feedback from you guys as well. Although we've got six houses, we deliberately set out to make sure everyone had a a plain white, their plain white uh, sports shirt on. So there was no um, segregation and people didn't know what houses they were with. But it gave the opportunity for the year six, nine and year 12 leaders to all get together and they had experiences that they wouldn't have normally had. So that was that was good. So we kept momentum going that way and they had regular meetings. So within their houses and also the prefects with their portfolios have regular meetings. Um, we had a, a leaders symposium for our captains uh, and that was an Anglican Schools Leaders Symposium. It was the first time we've had it for this year um, where we had Anglican Schools from student leaders from Anglican schools in southeast Queensland come to Canterbury. I think Nick will agree that was a, a great experience. And again, making those connections and realising that they're, they're not alone and they're all wanting the same thing by the end of the day. And then also we're using an Australian platform called Nectar, which Nick was part of and, the, and all the student leaders were part of in trying to capture their ideas and their innovations and uh, create a legacy from that. So in the past, we've sort of had meetings and we've spoken about it, but NEC has allowed us to gather their ideas. We've continued with this year as well, or in the next group that's coming through, and it's it's allowed us to do some really great things, and we're moving forward with that. And we've refined it a little bit more, Nick, with Edwina. Yeah. Um, but, yes, this looking really good. That's so good to hear. I think, you know, legacy has come up so much um, on this conversation already that we've had, and that is a big part of leadership, and you kind of need to have as you say, Greg, that vision to start off with so that you can formulate that legacy of what that's going to be. Nick, can you share with me, are there any things that from ASLC, any idea sharing or thoughts that you had there on conference that came to life when you were back at Canterbury um, as part of your legacy in, in 2021? Yeah, it was less so one specific event or idea. There were plenty, by the way. I think I picked up probably 20 different ways to fundraise. But um. There was one particular session where we we sat down, Maddie and I, we were the two from Canterbury that went, and 
we kind of designed a framework of what we wanted to do throughout the year and what we were going to link it to and how we were going to achieve it. And that was School Pride. And we kind of linked that to our houses and our year 12s, interacting with younger grades. Interhouse competitions and things like these are always good because you build that camaraderie within your own house and that kind of like banter with other houses that is really important, like a like a dysfunctional family that somehow comes together. And I think that provided the basis for, for a lot of what we did throughout the year. And it linked also to what Mr. Wacker was talking about with Nectar. Uh, it was one of our big criteria for the new ideas that were coming through that hopefully we can pass on to, to next year's leaders and so on. Yeah, so great. Thanks for sharing. And um, Greg, obviously you've seen the students come back to school year on year. Is there any uh, highlight moments or initiatives that, that you can think of? Yeah, the, the one they've come back with over the last couple of years, and it's it's coming, and I've talked spoke about legacy before, and, you know, you can't necessarily achieve it in that short period of time, but it's something that over the years and this year definitely has moved forward, um, and next year it's looking even stronger, is um, making connections. We're, we're an ELC to 12 school. Um, so it's, it's, as Nick said, making those connections great within the house and the house system set up to do that in a pastoral sense, but also making strong connections with the junior school um, so that's been one of the, the key points that, you know, the last few years students have come back with and wanting to make that strong and they got ideas about how to do that. And we've spoken about it. We've tried to do a few things, but it's definitely gaining momentum. And this year is probably, a, I think, a, a tipping point, a turning point with regards to that. But getting the, the senior students down to the junior school to get to know those students for when they come up here, um, a, a mentoring system, a buddy system where they can actually connect with those junior school students. So that's one that um, came up big with regards to the, that Nectar platform I was talking about, um, but it's also one that comes up every single year and there's definitely more momentum and more push for it. Um, and, yeah, definitely this year with the um, through the house system as well, they're making more connections with regards to that, so it's been good. I think that's great to hear, particularly for someone in a, a new student leadership position because... We forget that we can plant these seeds that might not have that tipping point in our leadership year, but mean so much to the students that are moving through and eventually get there. And as we started the conversation with, I think Nikki was saying, you can't do everything. And so it's still so beneficial for you to have those conversations, share those ideas, because those ideas might get picked up at different points in time. And you can just start chipping away, doing smaller things that one day, you know, your big vision of what you hoped would have happened might happen, you know, on the days that you've left left Canterbury College, but um, you become part of the alumni and you still advocate for your school. There's so much pride, I think, that comes yeah. with leaving school too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, final question, and I wanted to kind of strip a layer back and, you know, ask both of you from the different perspectives of maybe Nick, I'll get you to go first, actually. Yeah. What's something that you wish executives kind of knew that, you know, might be a little bit taboo, but also might just be something that you really do wish that they knew about young people or that you think young people would like to share? Yeah, well, I think we've done a really good job actually at our school of, uh, I just want to preface, all of our execs are teachers as well. They all have at least one class and I think that helps them connect and get a, a better perspective. But there's always that struggle of kind of walking the tightrope of, of allowing the student leaders enough freedom to do their own thing as opposed to kind of maintaining control over what they do. And uh, it's, it's, there's never a right answer, right, on, on how much you can kind of control what they're doing and treating them as equals or students because 
because both have pros and cons. Um, and I think it just comes down to really good communication. Uh, so everyone knows where they stand. Everyone knows what's happening. And then whether anyone's crossed a line, how to how to bring that back and deal with that. So well said. I think it is so important and it's being really open in your communication. And I think that perspective is challenging, but it can be made easier when you get a knockback because an educator or a teacher or a deputy says to you, this is the reason why maybe like, yeah, yeah, let, you know, let's go ahead in this direction. We can still have the same impact, but there's, there's a roadblock here that's above my head as well. Yeah. And sharing those kinds of things. Yeah. Like as we touched on before, it's for most of us, it's our first time in, in a position of this kind and we're going to make mistakes. And I think using that to build as opposed to take down is, is a positive way forward. Greg, what about for you? What's something that um, you wish all young people heard when they're working with executives and uh, wearing a leadership badge? Yeah, I, I agree with what Nick was saying. It's, it's that line of communication. It's knowing that, you, as we've said already a couple of times, that they can't change everything within the year and sometimes that they're great expectations but just aren't realistic in the, in the school sense or achieving within that period of time. I don't think they can underestimate the communication and being able to have an adult conversation with those exec people, uh, with the, the principals and the deputy principals about their, their thoughts and not being afraid to come forward and actually say, this is how it is. But setting that up at the start to say, okay, this is how this is, I want this to operate and how we're going to talk and make sure those lines of communication are always open. I think the other thing is also they need to realise that they, they don't need to be doing everything, but they need to be aware of what's going on. And, you know, if they've got this vision of a, of a mentoring, a, a buddy system in the junior school, they don't have to actually be the ones pushing it, but they need to be on top of the business. They need to be aware of what's going on and making sure everyone's participating in it. We've already had some experiences with some students who um, think they have to participate in every single event that's been going on since the captaincy's changed over um, because that's they're, they're the captain of competition, so therefore they have to participate. No, that's not your job. You can participate if you want to. Your job's there to get people to participate in those competitions. Otherwise, they'll burn out. Nick knows my thing is you're a student first and then you're a leader. Um, if you burn out because of your leadership role, obviously then your academics is going to suffer. So, And that's where that line of communication is important with those people so they can actually say, hey, this is what's happening. How do we work with this? How do I solve this? Or this is how I'm feeling at the moment. No, it's so true. And we have this like thing, it's it's a hard conversation. It's not. It's like you approach it, approach it and you practice it. And um, I love, Nick, that you, you know, preface with that execs are educators and teachers in the classroom. And yeah. it's that reminder that we are all humans. We yeah. are, you know, yeah. leaders are humans as well. We're all on this journey together. And um, it's, a, it's a very rewarding one for those that do step up. So, well... I'd like to thank you both so much. Um, Nick, it's awesome to see you again. I haven't seen you since the start of the year. Congratulations on such an amazing year. And um, your confidence and your capabilities and your experience are just growing so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Um, And Greg, thank you for always being an advocate for young people, always pushing the boundaries, always, you know, looking at ways to innovate. But I also really admire the fact that, you know, you're looking at frameworks now and that's that's about setting up for the future it's not just you know being there and doing it yourself it's about making sure that it stands the test of time beyond you as well so thank you for doing that for the well, future thanks, of and, and thank you for the work you've done with the students over the number of years we've been associated i've lost i can't remember how long it's been now but um but thank you very much and um you know we look forward to a continued uh, partnership 
Sounds great to me. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, leadership is about action, so act now. Head to widelead.com.au and register your students now. While you're at it, don't forget to follow us on Insta and Facebook where you can see the amazing work we're doing in schools across Australia. Blue skies and leadership vibes. Let's go.